Uh, let me begin reading in Matthew chapter 6. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 8. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's say another word of prayer before we get to our message. Father, we thank You for who You are. You are loving. You are powerful. You are all-knowing. And You made all things possible for us. You provided us this building, the songs that You've um, given to the singers this evening, the ability, ability for them and making everything possible for us to be here safe and sound. We now ask, Lord God, for your anointing. Please anoint my lips and speak to your people. Let your Holy Spirit, Father, open their hearts, soften their hearts, open their minds, remove anything that has been there for a long time that is incorrect. We pray, Father, for willingness that they will receive your message wholeheartedly. For this is what we want to do, to be obedient to you and to be loving to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're trying to, in the prayer series, the goal is to encourage you to improve your prayer life. Not just to encourage you, but actually to really make a breakthrough in your life to take prayer seriously. Seriously. Now, if once, we, we've talked about it many weeks already, that how the importance of prayer, and then in our journey in Ephesians, where the full armor of God was uh, somehow emphasized, and, and, and the, the, the last part, not the part of it, but it was included as part of the full armor, is prayer. Prayer. So it must be serious. And last week, we, knew, we studied that how God took it seriously in praying. You know, in, in, so that's what we're going to do tonight is before we go to the how to pray, we're going to, God told us how not to pray. Now, I'm trying to think about it on why God started with the not to pray, on how not to do it. And I'm trying to look for an illustration. And the best way I can come up with is when you hold a firearm or a gun. Before you're told how to fire a handgun, you are told how not to handle a firearm. First is you're not supposed to put your hand in the trigger, whether you think it's empty or loaded. You're told not to point it at anyone at any given time unless you're not happy with that. No, no. Unless, you're, unless you're ready to shoot. So I think... Because prayer is key, it's vital, it's important, we're told to how not to do it. So we're going to start with Matthew 6, 5. 
Uh, so I read Matthew 6, 5 to 8. Now this is Matthew 6, 5. We're going to start with verse 5. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. Now, the religious leaders of Jesus' time were men of influence. Uh, they were famous, and they were mostly admired, and they were revered by the public. People wanted their children to be like those men, those religious men. And the, 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 the culture, the Jewish community, they loved prayer so much, they took Deuteronomy chapter 6 to heart and, 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 and legalized the psalm where it says, I, 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 I talked to you in the morning and I talked to you at night. So they made prayer a, in a legalistic point of view to pray about three times a day. Three times a day. And it, everything must stop during those times. So the people that Jesus was actually addressing here are the people, the, the pious Jews, who will purposely time their walk from their home until the public square when it's time to pray. And then all of a sudden, as they're walking, pretending they're talking about business, blah, 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 how's the, how's the wife? And then three o'clock hits, blessed be the Lord. <laughs> they love that. They love the audience. They want the spotlight. That's, that is what God is talking about here. That is, God, is, that is what God is telling us to not be like. Because we do public prayer in this church. We publicly pray. Like how many times? Five, six times in our service. So there's really nothing wrong with public prayer. What, what is wrong here, that what Jesus is saying, is the intention of the heart. When you pray, you pray to speak to God. You don't pray to get the applause or the commendation when they say, Oh my gosh, he can truly pray. Don't go for that, although maybe you can really pray. And if they say that and you aren't going for that, then that's not, God will not fault you at all. But that is what God is trying to tell us. Well, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Because the people that applauded you, the people that admired you, you got, the, the, you got what you needed and you were already rewarded. But when you're doing your prayer in your own time or you're praying in public, but you're really trying to serve God and speak with Him and be with Him, but then you don't get any commendation, you don't get any, good job, Brother Robert, <laughs> you didn't get that. That's okay, because God is the one that rewards you. So is there anything wrong with public praying? Is public praying wrong? So we said it's not. When we read this, we learn that, the, that hypocritical prayers prayed to be noticed or honored by those within earshot are clearly wrong. If you're doing it for the listener's applause, approval, attention, that's wrong. So we must examine our motives when accepting an invitation or contemplating public prayer. Because when you're asked to pray, that's a privilege. Can you pray for the food? That's a, you should take that as a Christian, you should take it as a privilege. But then you have to understand, as much as you are trying to teach them about whatever you're saying, your heart must be in the right place to not get their approval, more so of getting the approval of God. Our first audience, 
as in all prayer, is God Himself. Amen? Amen. So I get it. I get it. When you're asked to pray in public, it gets nerve-wracking. When you're asked to pray with people listening, it, it does get nerve-wracking, unless you're good in public speaking, I suppose. But for most of us, we, we don't like that. Right? But then when we get used to it, and then we get you know, compliments from it, then maybe, maybe, that's when our hearts get to stray in a way that we want to pray in public so that we can get the compliment. So our first audience is one, and in prayer, it's God himself. Secondly, think and pray about who will hear or eavesdrop on our conversation with God. You, you have to be aware that if you're praying in public, people are hearing you. For that is what prayer is, right? Prayer is talking with God, but then if public praying, people are listening. So we have to be aware of what we're saying. Our representation of our relationship with Him may attract or repel others. That's just the truth. That's what public praying is. But here, this is from compellingtruth.org. Public prayer is certainly biblically acceptable. However, we should also be cognizant of our motives in public prayer and particularly beware of pride, the big P. Wanting to pray publicly so as to be thought highly of it is not biblical. At the same time, avoiding praying in public for fear of embarrassment or out of shame is also not biblical. Let me pause there. Why? Because God gave us the spirit of boldness, not timidity. So I always put people on the spot. I always push you on the edge. Like, come on, pray in public. You're like, what, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Jump in faith. God is with you. Where was I? Both public prayer and private prayer are biblically supported and have a place in the life of a believer. Public and private. Both are correct if you're doing it with the right heart. Amen? Now, verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on and on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. I think most of us, if not all of us, came from that faith where there's memorized prayers. And uh, next month is the month of October, and we all know what that means for those of us who came from the Roman Catholic faith. That's the rosary. That's the time to, uh, well, for those of you who don't know, in the Philippines at least, they will travel around the neighborhood with the, the idol of uh, the image of the Virgin Mary, and they will do rosaries uh, around your area. And you will host, every house gets to host. And uh, Vince was sharing that him and his friends, they know which house has the best food. So when the idol goes to that house, they're all like, hey, we're going to do the rosary. But really, they're there for food. <laughs> um, and I, I was guilty of that too. But, you know, so you know that kind of prayer, the multitude of words, repetitiveness, memorized. So when you memorize something, you don't even think about it, correct? You memorized it. Memorization doesn't need any effort because it's already implanted there. Right? What's your birthday? Well, let me think about it. No, you already know, right? Do you? <laughs> I sometimes forget how old I am because I lied about it way too much and too long. 
But no, it's repetitiveness, memorization, words. There, there's no meaning to it, right? There's no meaning. You, you always say, you say it with mindlessly. You don't even think about it. I, I remember a password. This is the, the code for a game when I was growing up. The game is Contra. So those of you guys know, how do you get the 100 lives? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start. Or if through players, select start. So those of you who played it, you know, I'm, you know what I'm talking about, right? Anmo is shaking his head. Uh, Jamie was up, up, down, down, left, right. So because you memorize it, but that doesn't mean anything, right? So is, why do we think for some odd reason, when it comes to God, we have to repeat and repeat, repeat. Are we miscoding the verse that if we ask, we, will, we shall receive? So the more, the more knocking we do. But then look at there. It says, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. God would rather have us, listen to this one, instead of multitude of words, I believe, as, as the verse is saying, that God would rather have us be truly honest with a few words than saying plenty of empty and mindless spoken words. How do I illustrate this? Now, there's a young boy. Um, let's name him Bong Jr. Was observed by the pastor in the church. Young Bong, Bong Jr. was praying fervently. But much to the preacher's surprise, he also heard Bong Jr. keep saying, Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. So pre the preacher approached the boy after the Bong Jr. had finished praying. Pastor goes, Bong, I was very pleased to see you praying so devoutly. But tell me, why did you keep saying Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo? Bong Jr. replied, Well, you see, Pastor, I just finished taking my geography test in school, and I have been praying for the Lord to make Tokyo the capital of France. <laughs> Some people got it. Capital of France is Paris, right? <laughs> so, so that same preacher that told this story also wrote that sometimes, he says, I quote, Sometimes I wonder if we do any better in the church today. I wonder if we are on parade with our praying. We work on saying the right phrases. We pray with great enthusiasm. We pray with a holy pitch. Our, our tone changes. And we pray with holy language, a language that we don't use anywhere else. And I wonder if it is not just all babbling to God, unquote. End of quote. No, he may have a very good point. We have all heard some of those so-called long, pious prayers. Don't you agree? And sometimes I wonder, if you will call your friend, if you will call your friend and you keep repeating their name. I don't know if you've been in a phone call like that. Let's pretend I called Jeff, right? I'll go, Jeff, how you doing? You know, Jeff, I want to tell you, Jeff, that uh, I was going to go to work today, Jeff. And Jeff, I thought about doing this, Jeff. 
Now think about it. It's kind of funny, right? You, if, if, that was, if that was a call that I really made to Jeff, Jeff and I will not be talking anymore. <laughs> Jeff will never be taking my calls anymore. But you know, sometimes when you're praying, listen. Listen. Your, your, your fillers on your blank spaces is Lord. He keeps saying, Lord Jesus, Father God. Father God, Lord Jesus. Here I am today, Lord God, Father. I want you, Father God, to know, Lord Jesus, that I really need your help, Father God, Lord Jesus. There's, there's, you know, I want to challenge everybody. I'm not making fun of us. But I want to challenge everybody that we have to really look at prayer as a conversation with God. It's a conversation with the living God. So there, is no, there should be no worry because God accepts us for who we are. There should be no nervousness involved in there because He has accepted us because of what Christ has done. So there has to be a real way of conversating with Him in your prayer. So we will study next Sunday on how to pray, but I'm, I'm challenging this right now that as, as we look at this verse, that we are not to repeat Sometimes we keep repeating his name. Do you feel like you got disconnected on the first father? Because you've been talking way too long. You, oh, let me reconnect. Let me dial again. No, you're in that moment. You're talking with him. Just continue to express your heart to him. And then if you've already said it in the first five seconds, God already heard it, Right? So what am I saying here? What is the verse saying here? The verse is saying, and it's telling us to not repeat our words. He already heard us. Say something else. Talk to him about something else. And if you think you're done, hang up. <laughs> right? End your prayer. Especially if you're praying in public. Especially if you're praying in public because people are listening to you. The repetitiveness makes everybody say this. Oh my goodness, say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Oh Lord, make him end now. Make him end now, Lord. Just like when you're saying, when I'm preaching, tell, Lord, tell pastor to end his message now. Because there's, there, it just gets exhausting for the listeners. Right? So there's, this is the message tonight is, how, the title is How Not to Pray. So a pastor, again, remembers hearing two of his elders pray around the Lord's table. They were father and son elders in this particular church. One prayed, then the other, and it sounded very much like some sort of a contest as to who could pray the longest or the best with the right phrases. Now that same pastor remembers attending a funeral and he was told by the people that, that the preacher would pray longer than when he preached. Now that kind of reminds me, if I pray too long, then my message. I hopefully, hopefully not. Now, I've heard a number of prayers offered, offered throughout the years, and mostly by us preachers where we did more preaching in our praying than us talking to God. So everybody is at, there's, there's something for everybody to be learned here. 
Now, there was a little boy who was afraid to go to the dentist. I mean, who loves to go to the dentist anyway? Now, his father decided to set the example and have his teeth examined. The dentist looked inside the father's mouth and said, Oh, there's a tooth there that has to be pulled. <laughs> so the father asked, How much would it cost? The dentist answered, We charge $35 a tooth. Then the father asked, How long will it take to pull the tooth? The dentist answered, About a minute. The father protested. He, get, he says, I get paid by the hour. And when I think of paying you 35 bucks for a minute's work, that's terribly high for an hourly wage. Well, the dentist said, I can pull the tooth more slowly if you like. <laughs> you know, sometimes we think that we get more for our money the slower we go. Or perhaps the longer we pray. We think if we just stay on line with the Lord on prayer, God will give it. If I just pray until 35 minutes on my own, maybe the prayer will be answered. You know, public praying, we have to consider the people that's around us. Personal prayer, you can take all your time. You're on your own time. You're in your closet. Your door is closed, hopefully. You know, I think, my opinion, is that people who take praying way too long in public is because they lack their own prayer time that day or that week. That was the one time opportunity for them to truly pour their hearts out to the Lord because they didn't do it on their own. Verse 8. Don't be like them. Jesus tells us to not be like the pagans. Don't be like them. Repeating prayers, repeating words. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. You see, this text tells us and reminds us some important things about our Lord that we seem to question. We seem to question it if we keep babbling like the pagans do. One, God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing. God reminds us that God already knows even before you ask it. Yes, we are told to pray because our hearts need to be humbled. Our pride needs to go. Every Christian is told to humble ourselves in prayer. Prayer is the biggest exercise that Christians don't do. Why? Because we're prideful. One of our biggest sin is pride. We resort to prayer as the last resort. When all things have failed, oh, now I need God, so I guess now I need to pray. So prayer is key, yes. But God says, do not repeat, for God already knows what you need even before you ask it. So ask once and then move on. Because this also tells us that we can rely on God. We can trust Him. We can trust Him. Right? There's not, no need for us to remind Him. When we've already said it, then we can move on to the next. Because there are other things for us to pray about. We can trust God that not only are we reminded that He knows all things, but in this statement it is implied that God knows everything. You don't need to remind Him. 
Now, lastly, Bong bought a parrot at a pet store because Bong was feeling lonely, Edgar. He's feeling lonely. So he said, I'm going to buy a pet, a pet that talks back to me that I can actually have a conversation with. So he went to the pet owner, the pet store owner, and he said, hey, uh, I need a parrot that talks. So the, the owner gives him a parrot. Bong goes back to the store after a day, and he said, hey, the parrot is not talking. Store owner said, well, you know, maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe you need to buy this ladder for, because the parrots, they like ladders. Put it there. Maybe he'll talk. Buys the buys it a day after day again the next day he goes back again he goes dude not working so the owner goes pet the store owner goes uh buy a swing parrots like swing because the pet own pet, pet store owner said when the parrots are enjoying themselves they'll talk so buy him a swing the swing in the ladder the next day he goes nope not a word not a peep Guy goes, you know, parrots are pretty vain. Let's uh, buy a mirror. They like to look at themselves. Maybe he'll start talking when he sees himself in the mirror. Bong goes, buys the mirror. The next day, goes to the owner, the store owner. He goes, parrot's dead. And the store owner goes, what? He's dead? Why? Did the parrot say anything before he died? Yeah, he said, is there any food down at that store? I'm hungry. <laughs> You know, sometimes most of us Christians, we make our lives, our prayer life, more about the ladder, more about the swing because we're enjoying, more about the mirror, the applause. And we forget that praying is feeding us that spiritual food that our soul needs, that connection with God, the living God. Because we come to prayer with all our grocery list of needs. And we forgot that we're going to God, the source of our life. The God of the universe. The God that says, just come and sit down. Listen to me as I listen to you. Spend time with me. We've forgotten that. That's what the real purpose of prayer is. But we go, we go to prayer, if, of course, right? When we're in need, we are to pray. But we, the, the lesson tonight is how not to pray. We are not to pray. We are not to go into our prayer room or in public prayer, repeating our words and, and saying too many things, right? Because this is what, what the Bible says. This is one of six verses that I saw, but I'll use this one in Ecclesiastes 5.2. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven, and you are here on earth. So let your words be few. At times, we make our prayer more, again, about attention. We make it about our efforts. We make it about words, eloquence. But really, it's spending time with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's thank you for your patience. Let's close in prayer. As the music team make their way up here, um, if you have any decisions you want to make this evening, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. If you have been visiting us for quite some time and the Lord has impressed it in your heart to become a part of this church, please come up so we can recognize you. Or if you just need prayer.
please come up so we can pray for you. Father, we thank you once again for your message. We thank you for speaking to us about how not to pray. Forgive us, Father, for the many times that we have made this error of talking way too much to you and repeating our words, acting as if you didn't hear us the first time. Forgive us, Lord, when we make prayer as an attention getter rather than really focusing on you and spending time with you and being intimate with you. Father, we pray for wisdom. Let us know what to do and what not to do. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Father. And I pray for blessings for everyone in this building. Please attend to their needs, Lord God. Please heal broken hearts. Please restore broken relationships. Please heal those who are sick, Father, physically. And restore those, Lord God, who have fallen, Father. Rescue them. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen, Amen.